everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of That's Odd. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me is my good buddy, Chris Chavez. That would be me, Chris Chavez. Now, if it sounds like we're being weird, it's because our connection's not the greatest right now. So. <laughs> but we're going to muscle through it. It'll be fixed in post. Yeah, yeah. Chris is a great A producer, so he'll make us all sound much better. Uh, we, we're bringing you another week of some really strange, odd stories. And I think we've got a couple of good ones, Chris. I think so as well. Um, you know what? I was While I was doing some research for mine, uh, I came across something that was, to me, was very interesting. And I, I figured you might be interested in it as well, knowing you. Uh, I was looking up some Guinness records uh for this episode. You want to you want to talk about some of those real quick? Oh yes, I love that stuff. <laughs> all right, so the Guinness records I'm looking up is Guinness records for dan- all different kinds of dancing. Um now you're going to find all kinds of uh I don't know, do you call them subjects or 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 ca- all categories. There you go. Different subcategories for dancing uh in which specific dances are being done for by the most amount of people. Uh, the most amount of people. I want to. I'm gonna throw these dances your way, and I'm gonna give you within a hundred people. You have to guess what the numbers are. Okay. Okay. So the uh, the first is how many people do you do think is set the Guinness record for doing the electric slide at one time? Fifty four. No, that would be two hundred and five. Oh. Uh, the <laughs> Carlton. <laughs> uh, that's just one. That's only one. There'll only ever be one. <laughs> that's awesome. It's about Fresh Prince, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about that dance specifically. 290 people at one time, which is to me is weird. I feel like people; those are such easy numbers to crush at a wedding. So, uh, listeners, if you have a wedding coming up and you know you're going to have more than 290 people, contact Guinness Book of World Records. Tell them you're going to set the record for doing the Carlton. Um, they also had the the most people for doing the hustle yeah. was five hundred and ninety. Uh, the most people for doing the robot was six hundred and fifty nine. Now all of these have were beaten by the most people twerking at one time, which sits in at one thousand nine hundred. Oh gosh, <laughs> one thousand nine hundred and forty five people. Um, and of course that was the most. Yeah, no, well, almost. In in my little subcategories here, there was one that blew that completely out of the water, and I'm very happy to say uh, that is a dance that I would not be ashamed of being a part of. It is Michael Jackson's Thriller Dance. Okay, yeah, that's a. I'll accept that. That's better than than the twerking. <laughs> Isn't that that's a, that's a great a, a great one? I remember when I was living in St. Pete, they had uh, to see how many zombies they could get out there to do the dance. At where the pier is in downtown St. Pete was pretty sweet. Uh, anyway, so the last the last category, subcategory I wanted to bring up was uh, set recently, I believe, and it was the longest dance by a single person. So this person, she basically wiggled her hips and shook her neck and did some other thing. It's this Indian woman. Her name was Kalamandalam Hemalatha. How many? How, how long do you think she went dancing? Oh man! It, for a record, I'm going to assume it's at least a day. I'm going to go, uh, forty-eight hours. One hundred and twenty-three hours and fifteen minutes. How many days is that? I'm bad at math. 
<laughs> well, let's see. There's uh, 24 hours, right? So just roughly you're talking about, I don't know, maybe six days, a little bit over six days roughly. I don't know. My math's horrible oh, too. So man. almost a week. So almost a week. Almost a week of, of nonstop dancing. Yes, which is insane. Now, um, what I'm about to tell you for my That's Odd story fits into all this nonsense of dance talk, uh, just so you know. I came across this article uh, when I was doing research for different, you know, weird historical mysteries and stuff. And uh, I decided it was a good article. It was really cool. And instead of trying to just rewrite my version of telling this story, I'm just going to read the article. Uh, It's called Dancing Death by John Waller. Uh, He's the author of Time to Dance, A Time to Die. Sometime in mid-July 1518 in the city of Strasbourg, a woman stepped into the street and started to dance. She was still dancing several days later. Within a week, about 100 people had been consumed by the same irresistible urge to dance. The authorities were convinced that the afflicted would only recover if they danced day and night. So guild halls were set aside for them to dance in. Musicians were hired to play pipes and drums to keep them moving. And professional dancers were paid to keep them on their feet. Within days, those with weak hearts started to die. By the end of August 1518, about 400 people had experienced the madness. Finally, they were loaded aboard wagons and taken to a healing shrine. Not until September did the epidemic recede. Now, this was not the first outbreak of a compulsive dancing in Europe. In fact, there had been as many as 10 dancing epidemics before 1518, one in 1374 engulfing many towns of modern-day Belgium, uh, northeastern France, and Luxembourg. The 1518 case is simply the best documented and by a richer variety of sources than its predecessors. It was not the first, though it was almost certainly the last to occur in Europe. Now, how do we explain this bizarre phenomenon? A popular idea has been that the dancers had ingested ergot, a psychotropic mold that grows on stalks of rye. But this is highly unlikely. Ergotism can trigger delusions and spasms, but it also typically cuts off blood supply to the extremities, making coordinated movement very difficult. So let's be clear. She was actually dancing. It wasn't spasms. She wasn't just having convulsions. She was literally dancing. The different uh, records uh, that are that were taking of the time uh, point this out, that it wasn't spasms. So it says, uh, it has also been suggested that the dancers were members of a her- her- heretical cult. This is also improbable because the contemporaries were certain that the afflicted did not want to dance, and the dancers themselves, when they could, expressed their misery and need for help. What's more, there was no suggestion of treating these people as heretics. The other main contender is that this was an outbreak of mass hysteria. This is far more plausible, especially because in 1518, the poor of Strasbourg were experiencing famine, disease, and spiritual despair on a scale unknown for generations. But in itself, this theory doesn't explain why the people danced in their misery. Uh, Now, this guy goes on to write uh, what he thinks uh, happened. He says, my explanation rests on the fact that the dancers were in a trance state. Otherwise, they would have been unable to dance for such lengths of time. We know that the trance state is more likely to occur in people who under extreme psychological distress uh, and who believe in the possibility of spirit possession. All of these conditions were satisfied in Strasbourg in 1518. The city's poor were suffering from severe famine and disease. And crucially, we also know they believed in a saint called St. Vitus, who had the power to take over their minds and inflict a terrible, convulsive dance. 
Once these highly vulnerable people began to anticipate the St. Vitus curse, they increased the likelihood that they'd enter the trance state. And once in it, they acted out the part of the accursed, dancing wildly for days at a time. So the epidemic, I argue, was a result of both desperation and pious fear. So 1518, mid-July to the end of August 1518, over 400 people are afflicted with this need to dance. Um, John Travolta gets where they're coming from. But... Uh, what do you think of that, man? Fifteen, eighteen, all these people just start dancing, and then it, as as quickly as it came on, and it killed. I think they said a uh, a few, maybe a hundred so people, or maybe fifty something people. Uh, they they people died from exha- exhaustion, heart attacks, uh, but they wouldn't stop dancing. Uh, as as quickly as it starts, though, dude, it just it stops, and no one else has an answer for why that happened. It's just really strange. I'd heard this story before or read this somewhere or seen it on some show, but it's what's weird to me about this whole thing is it sounds like a really bad Batman villain. I guess their power <laughs> is to make people dance until they dance themselves. To, I think it was like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer or something where he made her dance until she was going to die or something like that. But it's really weird and odd. Yeah. Isn't it strange? And I mean, this is something that we actually have historical written documentation of in different, in different, you know, different, uh, what do you call it? Documents, not just not just one person saying this happened. Uh, I came across that and I was just like, "This is a perfect story for that's odd." Um, yeah, man. What do you got? Well, I'm going to take your very odd and strange, and almost I would say creepy story, and raise you another strange, odd, creepy story. I'm going to take you to 1950 Louisiana, and I'm going to tell you the tale of the Phantom Whistler. Ooh. Yeah, if I could whistle, this would be a great, great time to do it, but I can't, sadly. It would just be me spitting all over my microphone. Uh, okay, 1950 Louisiana. Uh, 18-year-old Jacqueline Cadal, or Cado, I'm probably saying it wrong, but Jacqueline. You know, she's just 18. Uh, you know, she's becoming a woman. She's young. Uh, apparently, though, at some point, somebody started whistling the funeral march song and moan and catcall her from outside her window. It started one night, and then every night it started to happen. And every time they go outside to see who it was, they never saw anybody. This person was never seen. Now, this happened for a long time to the point where it was kind of driving her, you know, understandably crazy. But apparently it didn't matter where she went. Wherever she went, like let's say, one time she went to stay with her parents, thinking that if she stayed somewhere else, she wouldn't hear it. But it followed her there. And that's bad enough. But then after that, you know, the phone calls started. She started getting phone calls that were threatening. No matter where she went, she would get phone calls. If she went to her parents, they would say they would call and her parents would answer and be like, Hey, tell Jacqueline, you know, that I know where she's at and that kind of thing. But this story takes another twist, Chris. You see, Jacqueline was engaged. She was engaged to Herbert Belsom, who happened to be a state trooper for Louisiana. Now, obviously, he's concerned. I mean, these phone calls are getting worse and worse. The whistling's getting creepier and creepier. And the phone calls became more and more threatening. Uh, Apparently, once the cat was out of the bag that her and Herbert were were engaged and were going to, in fact, be married, 
her mom recalls that she got a phone call and the phone call says this and I'm quoting this this is in quotes I'll kill her I'll stick a knife in her your daughter will never marry Herbert what and that is that is a creepy thing to be told and called for <laughs> and yeah now all through this the police are trying to figure out what's happening and the story makes the news you can actually find newspaper clips of this online they actually have the actual newspapers and they never ever found out who was doing it now to to get to the end of the story they did get married Jacqueline and and Herbert married to but nothing ever happened they never the wedding was never never dramatically interrupted you know you always hear that uh if somebody you know doesn't agree with this marriage may they say something now nothing ever happened uh thankfully she was never injured or hurt nobody nobody stood up yeah, nobody stood up and threw a knife at her. <laughs> uh, nothing ever happened. And in fact, the whistling and everything stopped once they got married. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of theories to this. What? It's actually the sheriff of the of the town that this happened in claims that they actually figured out what it was, but for privacy reasons, the family requested that they don't tell anybody that it, that they don't you know that it was it was apparently it's somebody in the family is what they're thinking, but they didn't want to give that out. But the public public was never told. Nobody ever actually knows the real story other than Jacqueline and Herbert and I assume her parents. So, yeah, what do you think of that? What would you think if you know you're just trying to sleep at night or something, and just some this weird just the whistling enough would creep me out. Yeah, you said it was the death the death march. That's the one that goes dun dun da dun dun da dun. That one. That's Star Wars, but you're close. Oh, <laughs> you're right. Oh my god, dude, that's so hilarious. <laughs> what, what? How does the death march go now? I can't think of it because uh, I've got the. Um... Now you just put Star Wars in my head. <laughs> dun, <laughs> that's all that's been dun, in my head. Done or something like that. I don't know. You got me confused now. I'm here oh, in Star it. Wars. Na, it's your fault. Na, 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 na. Yeah, the Undertaker theme. Yeah, it's the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. amazing, dude! I don't know if I heard but that yeah. whistling. You just hear that? That's me. Yeah, if I heard that whistling coming through my window, um, I don't know that. First of all, if I'd be, yeah, it would creep me out. But then I'd start to get a little bit annoyed. I'd be like, I'm trying to sleep, you know. I got to get up in the morning. I don't want to deal with this nonsense. Um, but what what year did you say this was? What ni- 1950s? Yeah, 1950. Okay, did they? Uh, did anyone test her for any kind of psychological issues? Like maybe she was having some sort of psychological break with the pressures of getting ready to get married. And you know what I mean? Well, they knew that wasn't it because her parents also would witness this. There were other witnesses to it. And in fact, her parents were, would answer some of these phone calls. So uh, they knew she wasn't making it up. Oh, you're right. You're right. That's right. You did say that. Okay. Uh, and they think it might've been somebody they knew. It, 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 I'm thinking it must've been a spurned, uh, ex-love or maybe maybe like the meat man or the milkman that she not was completely oblivious to him but you know he was always obsessed with her and like it's one day he was gonna win her heart you know what i mean yeah that's that's my that's what i'm thinking too it's obviously somebody who had feelings for her and they were either he they were you know they were not uh what do you call that when somebody doesn't like you back i'm just thinking high school you know it's, it's when you're in an elementary school when Re- you take- yeah reciprocated yeah, check uh, yes if you like me, check no 
or maybe. You always got to put that maybe in there just to have hope. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, the baby's a hope box, so they can let you down and be nice uh, about it. But, <laughs> uh, that's good. But yeah, that, that would creep me out. This is just a really creepy story overall to me. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. This That's a good one, man. That's really creepy, especially when the fact that they never found her. So I wonder how long throughout her entire life, like that memory would come back to her and she had a fear of ever, you know, hearing that whistle again or not even that. You I mean, that death march is used in commercials, in, in television shows, at basketball games sometimes that, you know, it's the end of wrestling. Uh, imagine she's hearing yeah. this come at her at all times. It's just, it's like PTSD sparking these memories and she's like freaking out and cowering under the kitchen table. And Herbert's like, what's the matter, honey? Stop the noise. <laughs> yeah. You don't forget that. That's just something that will always be, you know, just ingrained in you. And other people th- probably think you're making it up. That's just crazy, man. Well, that's so strange insane. and odd. It's so strange and odd. Yeah. Both both of these odd so tales actually come without explanation at all, which is which is pro- is the scariest part of both. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, I think we had a good episode here. Yeah, for the uh for the issues we're dealing with here. I feel like to be honest with you, I really think there's like even a couple seconds delay uh in in what we're hearing and saying. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny how we're navigating it. <laughs> Yeah, just a, a peek behind the, the curtains for everybody. We're doing this yeah. through Skype, and I'm thinking Skype's having some connection issues. Something's going on. So, like, I'm hearing, I, yeah, I hear most of what you're saying, but every once in a while, a word will be cut out, and I just got to guess what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're playing we're playing Mad Libs uh, over the podcast, and we're just plugging in our own words. So a lot of the stuff you're saying doesn't make sense to me when I plug in the words I assume you'd say. Um, you say right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good... It's a good thing we're it's a good thing we've become close friends and we kinda can guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. All right, Johnny, let's do what we do uh normally. Let's tell people where they could find us and our other uh endeavors. All right, you can find my other podcast, Retro Bliss, to do with my buddy Trevor. That's on uh this very same network as well as iTunes and the uh Stitcher. Find us on there. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the same thing this podcast, which is the History Creeps podcast that I do with Chris. Uh, check out my Instagram, Johnnyism28. Chris, tell them where all they can find you and your endeavors. All right, yeah. I also do a show called Back Issues Comic Book Podcast. You'll find that on the same network. That network is BICBP-radio.com. There are a few other shows on there, a couple new ones getting ready to come out. Go check them out. We'll see something you like. Head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you subscribe, rate, comment. Let us know how we're doing. History Creeps also has a Facebook page. Get over there and give us a follow. Check us out. Our newest episodes and updates to uh, our previous episodes get posted on there. Uh, sometimes we'll post up some cool, creepy pictures. Uh, we also have an Instagram account, History Creeps. Check it out. We're putting up pictures for each episode we put up. Um, once again, man, it was a good time. That's odd. My friend, take us out. Uh, as always, guys, hope you all stay odd. Odd.